I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hello, everyone. Uh, Jeremy here from Sick Boy Podcast of the Entertainment One Podcast Network. I just wanted to hop on here before we throw it to this week's episode and say uh, the holidays are upon us. And next Monday is actually December 25th, Christmas Day. And uh, Taylor, Brian, myself, all three of us actually, we celebrate Christmas. It's, uh, it's, it's one of our favorite times of the year. And we have decided because Christmas falls on a Monday this year, we're, we're actually going to take next Monday off. It'll be the first Monday where we won't release an episode. So we want to wish you and yours uh, a very, very happy holidays. If you celebrate Christmas, I hope your Christmas day is as cute and sweet as it will be for me when I watch my uh, one-year-old nephew open up gifts on his first first Christmas as a being that can like walk and talk and all that shit. Um, and if you don't celebrate Christmas, hey, I hope next Monday is a fucking rad day for you. We love each and every one of you and uh, happy holidays and we'll see you all or we'll hear you all. No, you will hear from us in the new year. Cool. All right. Enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Jennifer. She has an acquired brain injury. Let's talk about it. The Patreon's paying for this. There we go. Uh, Pay for what? The lighting in here. I don't think that (laughs) it definitely are. That was a Christmas gift from my wife. Whenever you guys say something like that, you between the two of you, you like run with it. Whenever (laughs) I say something, you're like, nope. But but Taylor says shit like, uh, uh, I don't know, shit that's like way not true. I, you know what? Right. I don't feel good about saying Patreon's paying for our penthouse suite because I'm like, no, they're not. They're not. We really need our Patreon yeah, we, subscribers. So anyone who's <laughs> like, oh, I've been subscribing $5 for the last six months, they've got enough of my money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've got enough of my money, those but fucks. The, the penthouse joke is so clearly not true. I don't know, man. It's the, people, and I, it's the way I say some it. People though. believe all the things that come out of our mouths. You still go wow. along with it, though, Jer. Except when no, I, I say the thing. No, I always say, no, no, that's not true. <laughs> I just cut them off. Yeah. It's true. No, no one should believe everything that comes out of um, our mouths. Speaking of which, so we are getting close to our second Patreon goal. We actually so are. if you'd like ah. to support, you know, I supported my first, I'm the type of person who hears when people say that they're running like a crowdfunding campaign, I always think like in my heart, I think it would be so nice to support them. And then you do, which is so I, nice. No. And then I don't. Why but, don't you? Okay. So I always think that I, and you know, I forget. I, I genuinely forget. However, the other day, I supported one of my favorite podcasts, which is Sneak Attack. I supported them on Patreon. It's a D and D podcast. 
What? I just started playing yeah. it too. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we're about to start a campaign. I'm so excited. So oh, I, I just moved into Halifax from Seabright and my new roommates and I are going to start a game. Yeah. And I've got like brand new dice. I'm what so what are you? Good for What's you. your character? We, we're our first game is going to be character development. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah. So you're just about to start. Yeah. That's I'm like, so excited. That's exactly where we're at, too. Yeah. We're yeah. just about to start mm-hmm. a campaign. Oh, do you guys I'm, have, like, nice dice? I'm so excited. I do, yeah. Do Actually, I think my dice are in here. Oh, so, Brian, you know. uh, so, so you supported uh, Sneak Attack on, on Patreon. I did, yes. And, uh, and you know what? It felt really good. So if you are like me and have been thinking for the past uh, number of months that it would be really great and would make you feel warm in your heart to support our patreon yeah i encourage you to do it It, you know what it's easy i agree and any any not not even just ours any patreon or any crowdfunding service that supports independent art because Mm -hmm. uh uh, there's a lot of cool projects there's a lot of cool projects out there and and a lot of people are just doing it out of the uh, just for passion or doing it um because it 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 fulfills them in a way that uh that that nothing else does and they're not making money from, yeah. from it, I and mean, they're they're providing a service that like really entertains people. Yeah. And we started with it started as passion for us, and you know yeah. obviously shifted at some point to profit. But um, you know, like where well, not well. I mean, like not not really. <laughs> we'll cut that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Speaking of profit, I can't wait to make a a uh, an internal soul profit on uh, what we're about to take in today from our conversation with our guest. Jennifer. Hello. How are you? Very well, thank you. I'm uh I'm very excited to have you on because I think this is the first time we've spoken to anyone about acquired brain injuries. Is that that's Well, uh, I mean technically I don't know. we did an episode on concussion, but would that count? I don't know. Would that count? Uh, yeah. A concussion is a a kind of a form of a mild traumatic brain injury. I or yeah, acquired brain injury and it, depending on how they got it, usually it involves some sort of like a yeah, it was a trauma. Yeah, our friend way. walked into a, a brick wall while texting. Oh my! Yeah, it's, it's oh it's, oh sorry, it's yeah, right. unfortunate, but also we also did, funny. which was it was a it was a Patreon exclusive episode actually. Um, another little nod to Patreon there, but hey. with Chloe with uh, Chloe. Oh, Chloe Luckett, that's right. And she got had, hit by she, a, she a had, car on her bike. That's right. And that's she what had happened a, to me. And she had a Get TV the fuck out of here. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. we've already done this then. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just drink my coffee then. We actually didn't release her episode. It was a live. We All of our live shows, we we release them exclusively on Patreon. We don't put them up as, as general oh, like episodes. Oh, like a present for the people who right. Exactly. Yeah, cool. So well, that was a live show. So that was, we haven't, we haven't actually talked about uh, TBIs on, on here. All right. On our mainstream. Well, let's dive into it. So Jennifer, you, uh, how old are you? 41. And we're talking about an injury that happened how long ago? Uh, let's see. It was January of 2011. Okay. So almost seven years. A while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Does it feel like a while ago? Recovery has been a part of my life ever since then. So I guess it's almost just like a new life. Yeah. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. It does. It's part of my life. Now mm-hmm. uh, it's a part of yeah. your I new kinda, you. I know what you mean in the sense that, like, I've I've had like significant changes in my life where I've gone and like e- either moved somewhere else or uh, started a new job or something like that. And I I kind of like parcel my life into these different chapters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I move on to a different chapter, it's almost hard to believe that the life that I lived before even like even really happened. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Well, 
one of the huge steps forward for me was you have to leave your old life behind because you end up comparing your new life to your Mm. old life. And that's not a way to go. A huge challenge. Yeah. I I can imagine that that's really hard. Um, One of the things that I've, I've done to try to like leave sections of my life behind is imagine it like elementary school. (laughs) And the reason why I say that is because I loved elementary school. It was so much fun. Um, There was no responsibility each day was a new day and it, it almost didn't carry the weight of the day before. But like, I'm 28 years old now. I can't go back to elementary school. It no. would just be insane. Yeah, right. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. You're so not allowed. So I, I'm able to appreciate People would be that offended that. if you acted the way you should be acting in elementary school as at the age you are now. But like I can I can appreciate that I was able to Just live hiding that life. in dumpsters and then like people walk by and you jump out and go, boo! You're covered in garbage. You don't even like care. You were that kid. You were that kid, weren't you? You were the kid that got in the hallway garbage can just to scare the teacher. <laughs> totally, yeah. yeah. That was, that was definitely me. Who wasn't that what kid? What a shit kid you were. Is it? Do you, did you? I like. We're, we might be getting ahead of ourselves now, but uh, but is it hard for you to like leave that behind or or yep. how? I, oh yeah, I, guess, I didn't ooh. even know at first that it had to be done. So it's funny that you talk about elementary school too, because for the first. I'd say about a year or so. You had to go back to elementary school. I, well, I was like... <laughs> you were Billy Madison. <laughs> I was like... And I didn't know this until you look back. Uh, but myself, I had no real self-awareness. You know, like, so for that first year, I I knew I'd been in an accident. I was in a lot of pain because I'd been hit by the car. So I knew that my body was hurting a lot. But the the awareness of what was going on up here. I just didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Like, it like you reverted like to, like, did you have the mental capacity of like a, a child for, for well, a while? I, so I, it was, when I look back at it, the way that I can think about how I viewed, how I took in life around me was the, the time I can compare it to is when I was like a young person in elementary school who just reacted to the world around me and mm. didn't, I didn't even think about the fact that I was sleeping most of the day and right. I, I was in I was in a lot of rehabilitation like but mostly I was sleeping and I was just in a world of my own I have like when I think back into some of the stuff like I um I remember my cousin walked into the kitchen and I there was like a bag of gummy worms <laughs> and I I was dropping them just to hear the sound of like the, the sound that they were making when they were Whoa. hitting the counter, it was like you're... I do that when I'm on acid. I was going to say, it's like you're tripping out, but you're not on anything except for your brain injury. You're tripping your brain, your brain. You're, I can hear the gummy. You can. And the bag around it was all gummy. like... It was like... Splat. And so my cousin oh, walks shit, in. shit, I'm having a flashback. Yeah. <laughs> and my cousin walks in and I'm just like dropping the bag and picking it up. And he's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like... Do you hear that? Like, just, oh wow, yeah, you okay. Know, so when you're like, a yeah, kid, you're just, you just a little unaware, of like and, and sort of not, unaware of yeah, your like, social sort no of inward contemplation mm-hmm, right. going on. There's like, no like, like, how does this look to the people? Yeah, and like, you don't look back on conversations and be like, <clears throat> I wonder what people meant by it. like mm-hmm. you miss so many social cues like that right. whole first year. It was just like I was a little. It's almost like a blissful ignorance, though. It was, yeah, and, sure. I mean, so I had physical pain from the collision. But a lot of people who have traumatic brain injuries, they also get just horrible headaches of some yeah, kind. Yeah. So I'm one of the lucky people who only had like 
maybe 10 or 20 just horribly, horribly debilitating well, ones. What, what happened? What happened? Yeah, take, oh, take us yes. back to the, the, the incident. So I was a pretty, I was a pretty active person. Um, I, I didn't own a car, so I used my bicycle was my car. And so I had just moved home from Ontario. Um, to where, home being here? Yes. Okay. Back home from Ontario. Sure. Yeah. And I had done a lot of canoeing while I was up there and I had just gotten a full-time job with the same place I work now. And, um, excuse me. I used to. <laughs> we actually prefer if you burp right into the oh, okay. mic. <laughs> I, I will because I'm super comfortable oh, yeah, with just doing that. Oh, perfect! Oh my god, yes, please. You're gonna get some riffers then. Okay, <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> so, and I, I used to have so much energy that I would just do stuff to burn it. So, bike, biking is a really good way to burn just excess energy. Mm-hmm. And I'd wake up in the morning, and I went. I'd bicycle to the gym and work out, and then go to work for the day. Bike. You know, so that, and mm-hmm. then just work a full day and then do whatever. So I was, I was on my bicycle on my way to the gym before work one morning. And, uh, I was just going through an intersection and the driver turned just the last thing I remember is headlights and the driver had was turning left while I was going through the intersection. And so oh. this made a left-hand turn. Yeah. You were barreling through and did you have the right of way? Yeah, so there was a. I was waiting at a red light, and then the light turned green. And uh, so I went through, and then they, well, they kind of approached after the light turned green. Sure, and, and turned. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Jeez. and so you like hit the side of the car as it was I guess turning. So, like, so I was just yeah, I was going. I can't answer this properly because I don't really remember. But right. I was going through the intersection. The the car turned, and mm-hmm. I don't know what part. Yeah, like car. if the if the front of the car hit you, or if you hit the side of the car, well, or it was like this. Yeah, yeah. okay. And are you but, so are you, it hit you? It, yes. it straight oh, up. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Yes. That's okay. Right. Got are, it. are you uh, are you on like uh, uh, Brian and I both cycle quite a bit? Are you are you clipped in or are you? No, I wasn't clipped in. Right. Yeah. So I guess the fireman found my bike somewhere on like in the middle of the intersection somewhere. Because mm-hmm. so. you wearing a helmet. Oh, yes. I was wearing, if you ever tell, like, I've heard some pretty silly comments, like, about why someone's not wearing their helmet that day. Right. (laughs) And one of them was, a helmet's not going to do much good if you get hit by a car. And yes, it will. Because I should have brought my helmet to show you guys. Like, Oh, do you have it? I do. It's like a bit of a trophy just to show. Yeah, no doubt. I lived, (laughs) right? Like, on the outside, it just looks like a fist, a little fist went poof. And when you turn it over, you can see where... There's just like cracks in all parts mm. of the helmet that kind of lead out from where it was like. Well, so I, I, if you do you think that if you weren't wearing it, you wouldn't have survived? It's a possibility. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. a that's a, a timeline I'll never know because I won't. had it. That's right. But yeah. I mean, even with the helmet, what I'm recovering from is enough. You so still I got don't, fucked up. It's hard bad. to imagine like what it would have been like without it. Mm-hmm. Like would I even woke up? I don't know. Like, mm. I just don't know. <laughs> I will freely admit that I don't always wear my helmet. And, um, and there's no excuse. You're, uh, you're, you know what? You're right. And we grill, had, the, grill and we had this, so conversation, on board. And, and this was kind of like something, a, a conversation that we went, that we kind of, kind of touched on with when we talked with Chloe, but like, I, and I don't know what it is. Cause when I cycle, like when I go out and I'm going, I'm going bike riding. I always like, there's an, I would never not wear my helmet. It's those it's those times where I go. I'm going from my apartment to my uh, yoga studio, like a kilometer down the road. That I I'll, that I'll less go. Less than 
I was less than 10 minutes from my home. Yeah, and you're right. There is no excuse, but you, but your brain or my brain or my brain, you know, like you come up with these reasons why for some reason in this scenario you don't need to, which like, it doesn't I make, which isn't cool, which like, isn't rational. yoga studio with a helmet on. Yeah. My hair won't have the same flow if I don't oh my put God, my I helmet show up on. To, like, yeah, maybe. When I was in university, like all my classes, I'd be all sweaty. I didn't even care. And I always sat in the front row. I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. Just all my bike stuff everywhere. And when I was working. You're, you're literally just carrying your bike. You're like, no, I don't lock this up. I don't like it. Excuse me. Right in front of the props thing. I lock it to the chair next to me. <laughs> when I worked, I worked worked at Parks Canada for a while, like down on historic properties. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'd park my bike and come upstairs all like sweaty gear and everything. I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny, because like I've been hit, I've been hit by a car twice. You've hit a car. Yeah, but I, 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 I yeah, right. Exactly. It's kind of the same which, thing, but like you, which you ran Jen into did a car. as well yeah. because she was supposed to be going through a clear space yeah. and the car was there and she hit it. And like, that's the same thing with me. I went through. No, but I'm pretty sure the way that the car literally hit her. Oh, oh, sorry. No, the car ran her over. Oh, sorry. The way that I was hearing it was that you basically, that it turned left and you like T-boned and went flying through the air. I was going straight through. Yeah. And then he, he hit your side. Turned. He turned left, and then, like, if this is me on my back. Yeah. And, and his car kind of ran. Like, okay, so he hit your yeah. side. Okay, yeah. sorry. I was yeah. picturing it like you, like, the, and the, honestly, the like, front of your wheel went into it or something yeah. like that, which I've done before, I, uh, just a month and a bit ago. But it was a very slow speed, and I, I, I actually, I'm clipped into my bike, which is actually... <laughs> Which when you're clipped in, I've it seen seems, people clipped into their bikes at like stop and they can't get their foot out. Oh my god! Like, I did that. Panic, and then I did that three days ago, and this guy was beside me, and he just rolled down the window, and goes, "Dude, are you okay?" Yeah. And I was like, I was just laughing, like, "Yeah, I am. I just look like an idiot." But so when you're clipped in, even though it it seems like logically you'd think, "Oh, it's going to be worse if you hit something when you're clipped in." It's actually far better because there's a lot more weight attached to you. You're kind of attached to something, so you're not likely to go like catapulting yourself through the air like you are if you're not clipped into a bike um anyway i just hit this this guy pulled out he wasn't supposed to he didn't he didn't see me and i just i just popped up onto his hood and in the moment you're going were you wearing a helmet when that when this happened yeah i was and i went up and i rolled onto his hood on my back with my bike clipped into me above me so i'm on my back with my with my bike (laughs) over top of me and and then and then i and then i roll off of his car which like you know the sound of a car hood like denting and bumping as you roll off of it did you just like keep riding and i literally just looked at him i shook my head and i just went on my way oh my god and it was like i could freak out right now but I feel like just the little look and the shake of my head will let this person know that they need to check their shit when they're pulling out of a place. They're going to because they're going to hate me if I freak, but they might walk away with a, a little bit of a, a of a heightened awareness if oh I just God. go, well, dude, that was not cool. I feel empathy for the person in the car that hit me because if the roles were reversed, I would freak out if I thought mm-hmm. I had hurt somebody. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. That way. Did you ever meet them? No, but I send like death threats to them no, weekly. The opposite. <laughs> I send them anthrax. Yeah. <laughs> I try to get them. I try to get them as much as I can. But uh, no, sometimes I wonder if there's something wrong with me that I'm not like angry. Or, but he did. <laughs> yeah, it was no. nothing but, malicious. So, do you, you a, send him something though? You oh s- no, no. I was gonna say like. Oh, feeling, positive vibes. Feeling thoughts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, right. I'll tell you the same thing. I tell my yeah. mom when she gets angry at me. I say. Mom, your anger is only your inability to handle the situation. And it works all the time. It always diffuses her. Oh, man, I'm, I, I, I guarantee you if I said that to my wife, 
However, though, I, I do believe it's true. I think that I think that anger is something that you feel when you don't know how to appropriately respond. Well, there was nothing. Okay, well, for the first respond. year, I was like unaware anyway. But, you know, I've had a lot of years to reflect on what's happened. And, you know, there was no maliciousness at all it was yeah. an accident it changed my life but mm-hmm. it was an accident mm-hmm. and, and like you said you you like you you were uh there's trauma on you physically and mentally and then and there's there, i'm sure there's mental 100%. trauma on the person that hit i mean yeah. you know i would be or at least I, you I would you would i don't hope know. that they you know that there's remorse there oh or remorse they, you know. for sure but even possibly like a mental you know, I mean, oh yeah, like PTSD or something. Yeah, just yeah. like yeah, that yeah. could totally affect somebody by sure. hitting somebody, especially <laughs> in the case of like a, a death or something. Obviously, were they charged? Do you know if like there was legal for ramifications? I don't remember, I'm sure it's like in record somewhere. Sure, yeah. right, of course. So, yeah. so what's your um, what's your like? You get hit by the car, and then what's the? I know you said you don't remember much. Like, what's the next? Well, I know what's happening. Moment. Uh, <laughs> it was. You guys mentioned PTSD. I ended up being diagnosed with that after uh, after about a year um, of just having nightmares and flashbacks and not really understanding what was happening. Um, like car accident nightmares? Yeah, like I'd, I'd see the headlights and then I would have, I'd wake up and I, it was like darkness and I would, have any of you guys ever been strapped to one of those like a gurney? emergency things like yeah. where you're on the ground? Yeah. They strap everything, your head, your neck, your arm. You can't move. Mm-hmm. So when I woke up, that's what I, my, I was stra- I couldn't move. I couldn't see. I didn't know what was going on. It was so confusing and so loud, and I was in so much pain, and my head felt like it just wanted to, like, pop. And Is was, this, like, moments after, or is this is this kind of... I mean, I well, know. I guess it was enough time for the, the emergency, emergency response to be yeah. there. Like I could hear this really loud rumble of engines. Like right. I guess they, you know, Parked form around like you. around because yeah. I was just in the middle of an intersection. And um, oh man, how confusing and it scary was so would that be? Confu- and I just didn't know what was going. The place, like just before I did wake up, the place. I I I didn't I just didn't know. I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel my body. It was so dark and quiet. I didn't know what was going on. And then when I did, you could feel your body. I felt really small and like scared and broken. I didn't, I just didn't know what was going on. And then I could hear another siren and I was, the weird things do you think? I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm lying on this cold pavement. And if somebody doesn't move me, I'm going to get hit by that that ambulance while it's like rushing off somewhere, but it was like coming for me. Yeah. You're like, Oh no, <laughs> that's I'm, there for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and then the people, I don't, it must not have been the ambulance cause I was strapped into the thing already. It must've been like the police or something like yeah. that. And, um, so I remember people asking me questions and I, I didn't know how to answer simple questions. Like, where do you live? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What mm-hmm. I don't remember, I must have said my name, and uh, I remember thinking, "That's weird. Why don't I? Can't, why can't I speak? Mm. Like, and would say what I want to say, and where is the answer anyway?" And I'd see like images sometimes when they ask me where I live. Like, I saw my house with trees, but I was like, "You can't, I can't, you can't put your finger on yeah, the address or like even that. what location or." Yeah. I was just so That's scared. So bizarre. And, and 
the the people I couldn't see them very well. They were just like shadows. It's very. It seems it's very dreamlike. It is. You know, like I <laughs> I've definitely experienced dreams where. I've had that kind of response where it's like someone asked me a simple question and I should be able to answer that. But for some reason I just don't, or like I can't and And you don't at the time confusing. you're just like, that's weird. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you like, look back on it, you're like, I like, totally knew the answer to that. Yeah. But you know, I had just woken up from that impact. So now was this something like, you know, you're kind of going in and out, in and out, or once you were conscious, well, once you were awake, yeah, when I were was you on pretty the pavement, present? I'm not quite sure how long I was there before I woke up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that long. Like it was, I think it was like under a half hour or something sure, like yeah. that. But like the ride to the hospital and the hospital visit itself is very in and out. Mm-hmm. Right. So like I remember a piece of the ambulance ride where it was very quiet. I was... I just, my head, I wanted somebody to do something about my head. It hurt so much. And I couldn't, anytime I tried to move a part of my body, it was strapped down, but it was also like in pain. And so I was, I just didn't, I was like, I didn't, I don't know what to do. I was, I spent a lot of the time reigning in like a terrifying, like just fear. I was so scared because I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the the ambulance was really quiet and there was all these like, like equipment sounds and I remember saying like, what's that? You know, (laughs) do you even know that you, that you are there because you were struck by a car on a bike or are you like, not when I first woke up, what is happening? Yeah, it was what is totally what is happening. By the time I got to the hospital, I was a little more like, I just got hit by a car. Like, but it's God, what a fucking crazy realization. (laughs) I I was still strapped into the board, but this time I was in the a, a little private room in the emergency room, <clears throat> and uh, I had started getting sick. And there was an emergency response person. Oh my god, I would love if she was listening. Her name is Joan, and she she's like training to be an emergency response. Like I can't remember if it's called technician or whatever. She had short hair, and she was soft spoken. And she helped put the IV in my arm. And she was the first person who, like, spoke to me gently and told me what mm. happened. Because I was so scared and confused. And we, I was in the hospital lying on one of those things. And I couldn't stop shaking. I was like, there was blankets all over me. And I was like, she was trying to put an IV in my arm. And I'm like, I can't stop shaking. I'm so sorry. And she's like, it's because you're in shock. Mm. because you just got hit by a car like that's okay that's what happens when this stuff happens to you like I was like okay shock and then I started getting sick and uh she was she was there with like a bag and I couldn't okay so being on your back when you have to throw up is really scary yeah yeah, thank you you know everything is all strapped in and I was oh you're strapped in still strapped in I can't even oh no and so I was like I'm gonna get sick and so they tipped me over there was like a couple of people who tipped me because your neck could be broken and And so it's like we can't move Mm -hmm. you you can't move your body until we know yeah there's like a bunch of people who just snapped in half whoosh and they come in and they're like holding a certain you know part of you even though and then Joan was there and she put the bag up so I could get sick. And, and she, she goes up Kleenex. to your ear and goes, <laughs> Oh, God. 
<laughs> you can do it. You can do it. Does this help? To. I was like, tip me over quick. I don't want to die like Elvis. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to die like Elvis. <laughs> is, is there not? Is there not something like incredibly comedic about oh, somebody who is strapped in and can't move and then being tipped so that they can vomit? Yeah, yeah. Like, but you have no like, because you know when you imagine somebody throwing up, you're like imagining them grabbing something. Them, yeah. Instead, instead, you're you're completely you're completely still and someone just tips you this to yeah, your and right. Yeah, I open my mouth and just like, <laughs> and I'm like crying and Joan is there with a tissue and she was like, oh. you know, she was, I don't know, I hope you're listening, Joan, you were amazing and I've you always know, wanted to thank you. There is a very good chance that she's listening. I, I was in the hospital recently for like some emergency stomach shit and, uh, and I had to get transferred from one hospital to another and so they bring an ambulance and they throw you in the ambulance and, and the, the two paramedics. Are you like awake or are drunk? Yeah, yeah, or? totally, totally yeah. awake, but like on a bunch of pain meds. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the two paramedics that came to transfer me, uh, they like set me up and the one guy's like, oh yeah, Jeremy Saunders, sick boy. And I was like, yeah, that's me. And he was like, ah, I love the show. And I was like, paramedics like the show. So it's, we, we, there's a lot of like medical professionals, and I think especially in Halifax that that like to listen. So I bet you she's listening. I hope so. I've always wanted to thank her, and I hope that she is still in that field because I know that the patients she'll treat, they'll she'll just help them so mm. much. She was definitely meant to help people in trauma. Uh, well, amazing. if she is listening, Joan, you can email info at sickboypodcast.com and, and we'll send you a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, and we'll put you in con- and we can maybe and we can send. I'll give her a big yeah. hug. Yeah, I've really always wanted to do that. That'd be fun. Yeah. That oh, would be sweet. Nice. She was yeah. there as. Like and so then they send you off, you know, to do the X-ray. Yeah, the X-ray was weird. <coughs> uh, I don't know how long you wanted me to talk about the hospital. I'll just go. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All this. I want all how, the details. How badly were you like messed? Like, <laughs> okay. Like, before we and and I don't I don't want to get into like a necessary like head to toe assessment of what happened. But like when you're lying there on the street, like how <laughs> mangled and messed up did you look? Yeah. I don't because I didn't see like right I guess so yeah, yeah right. I feel that's another reason I feel bad for the guy because can you imagine hitting somebody and then there they are just like a lifeless doll on the ground yeah and then, so, and then someone else takes them away and they, they're like whoa whoa whoa, yeah, whoa like, what's happening did they die I don't know <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah I don't know what it's kind of I'm kind of glad I don't remember because I'm pretty sure that wouldn't be easy to see do you have any like uh, like bad road rash scars or anything like that I actually don't have too many scars at all like my nice. face got kind of so i was wearing a uh, mask because it was like minus 12 halloween it was halloween yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a ski mask i'm a big dork i had it i had my ski mask on so that when the wind goes in january you're not like crying everywhere yeah totally so that saved my face from a lot of road rash i know so it it broke where whatever happened and so the it's actually this the cuts and stuff came from the mask. I can't oh, as, yeah. the as opposed to the I'm pavement. picturing you wearing like a full balaclava with just the eye holes in the mouth, like the circle mouth hole. But now I'm picturing you throwing up out of that mouth. Oh hole God! Sideways on the ground. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a, that is a pretty funny image. <laughs> that would be they, pretty funny. But. They, they, I couldn't. So I was wearing a hat under my helmet, like a winter, just like a tight winter hat. Mm-hmm. And it got pushed over my eyes at some point during the accident, and it's one of the reasons I couldn't see. Oh, so that's why things were black. when someone thoughtfully <laughs> pushed it up yeah, for me, yeah. suddenly I could see again, and it, oh, it lowered my panic a bit. Because like, yeah. I was like, okay, there are some fuzzy people mm. here asking me questions. So then you got, to the, you got to the hospital, and they took you in for x-rays like almost immediately? 
I don't know. So uh, that, to, these to are like best flashes. Yeah. I guess. yeah, it kind of goes I mean, it, like. They probably wouldn't want to waste time. It's like get the IV, get her some pain meds, and let's get some fucking X-rays going. Find out the damage. Yeah, yeah. And the, the way they gave me, they couldn't give me pain medication because I had a brain injury like that. I think. Oh, I oh, think whoa. one of the things. Oh, I didn't know that. So they, they did have an IV, but I think that was something for the nausea, if I remember. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, Could have been one of several different things. I was wearing things, one yeah. of those neck things as well. Like, so I was strapped neck in, brace. plus I had a neck thing. And yeah. I couldn't. Oh. You were real rigid. Oh, my God. That's one of the nightmares is the lights, blackness, and then I can't move. And I, f- I wake up and I thought I was buried alive. Oh, oh whoa. So that's, that's like a nightmare that kept coming back for mm. a long time. Are you claustrophobic? I am now. I didn't yeah, used to Yeah, I would be, be yeah. thinking about that. Yeah, it was hard, like... I remember when I first went into an elevator and, you know, it's, I, like, I it's still, a moving coffin. I, yeah, I still have trouble. A vertically with, like, moving coffin. And I used to love cozy, tiny little tunnel spaces and stuff like oh. that. But have you guys seen I used that to love movie? coffins. <laughs> have, you, have you seen that movie with, uh, Ryan, yeah, with Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where he's in Buried. the coffin? Buried, yeah. That's good. That's oh, a, nope. Can't yeah. watch that. It's a good I movie. The whole movie. I love Ryan Reynolds. Like, the entire movie takes place inside a, a coffin. He's My been, heart yeah. is beating he's been buried alive. It's pretty crazy. And w- it mixed in with flashbacks as to like how he got yeah. to where he is. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wonder if John Ross was your doctor when you arrived. Uh, possibly. Perhaps. If it was emergency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a handsome guy with a beard. I remember. Hmm. I think I might have called John him Ross is handsome, but Dr. I Hansen. couldn't imagine him with a beard. Yeah, but maybe. He's pretty, yeah, I guess so. He's pretty bald all over. <laughs> so, so then yeah, I guess he's gonna what, love that when he hears that. What, what, you know what I mean, John? The, uh, what was the the damage as far as? Yeah, what did the X-rays determined? say? Oh, so nothing broken, which was amazing. <clears throat> Jesus, what? I know. I know. Holy so, shit! What are you made of? Like uh, titanium reinforced? Yeah, yeah reinforced double <laughs> like bone. Wolverine. Um, yeah. So I had the, all any of the physio stuff. They they call that when you don't break anything, but it still got damaged somehow. It's like soft tissue damage is mm-hmm. usually how they. So I had. My, flesh wound, I believe, yeah, is the right. uh, just yeah. a, just a flesh wound. So I had like my knee was like one like, of the physio kind of focal points was getting my knee because it was pretty like, it was, like bashed up but not broken tendons or anything. And ligaments and right. tendons, and, and then my shoulder too. Like this was the side that I was hit on, and so whatever happened, I was like makes <laughs> sense that your joints would be fucked. Oh yeah, like you know? this is my shoulder and my knee are the two kind of big things. My you know, back was really stiff for like just all over, you know, like mm-hmm. but th- I had massage therapy and like 6 months of straight physio and then a lot of reconditioning after that. Mm-hmm. You know, but the bulk it, of my recovery has been it's, the brain. It's, it's yeah. weird because I say like you you say I didn't break any bones and I'm like that's great. It is great. However, however though bones can actually Heal a lot faster. Oh, they're than, so much more predictable. You're yeah. like you t- you put this for this long, and then this, yeah, and then your you'd bones probably miss. rather break your both your legs, both your arms, and have your brain like get oh all mashed up. Yeah, well, you know? without the self awareness of what the true setback would be, like I was like, as soon as I feel better, like my body feels better, I'll just like go right back to everything, and everything's gonna be normal and. Meanwhile, I had no like balance. I was like sleeping. I couldn't speak properly. I forgot how to do everything. Like yeah. cook. I had to relearn how to cook. So what? So what was that process then? I guess you, you know, physically, technically, you're you're kind of in the clear. Like you've got yes. some, you know, you're. I have you're, like tending to, but as sure. long as you're mindful of those yeah. things. Yeah, but then you, there's the realization that like, oh, there's a bigger issue here, and it's my brain. When did when did that realization happen? February. Of 2012, so... So you were out of the hospital for a bit. 
oh my god i was because my brain like i had a closed head injury so there there was no like need to go in and mm-hmm. do any kind of surgery or anything i was actually out of the hospital that day oh yeah. whoa the same day that you got yeah. hit Shit. and my family looked after me and so did you you basically didn't realize that your brain was kind of being fucky until like a month later a year a year a later, year later. Yeah. Yeah. So january 2011 <laughs> and then february 2012 yeah. you realized so that first year it was like la la land were you were you off work that entire yes, time i tried to go back to work <laughs> like a fool and everybody around me knew right so so my- everyone was like oh she's not okay well, but yeah, they, you like, just kind of weren't they, aware yeah i'd be like you know, how are you? Oh, I'm all right. I'm in a lot of pain right now. And I, you know, I can't, I still oh, need help getting out of bed. And like, I was sleeping all the time and uh, just, but up here I was like, well, I'm in, in pain because I got hit by a car. So right. you just, you're not, th- self-awareness was something I never This is what you considered. meant earlier when yes. you were talking about awareness. That's right. But so, and I guess you don't have anybody tell you. Yeah, like you don't have, I'm sure you have like maybe friends or family be like, hey, are you all right? Or are you feeling okay? Well, and the like people, you don't have any, anyone say to you, hey, Jennifer, um, you're not actually all right because you're, you're, <laughs> your, your brain's a little like. Well, they didn't. They, everyone knew I hit my head. Yeah. Uh, like the people at the hospital could tell. I guess they, they flashed the light in my eyes because I remember mm-hmm. that being like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. that's so bright. And then I remember the doctor saying something about like she hit her head. I like can't remember. They saw a ghost in your pupils <laughs> yeah. and went, oh, yep, she's, <laughs> she's clairvoyant. Yeah. <laughs> she, got a, she got a bad case of clairvoyancy there. <laughs> so they sent like stuff home with my family to be like wake her up every four hours for the first few days like mm-hmm. a general like a general concussion don't yeah protocol. like just don't let her slip off into whatever and <laughs> is is this not like is it what is the difference between like a really severe concussion and a traumatic brain injury is it the same thing well if you i think so So my accident happened three weeks after Sidney crosby had his big things mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. when he got yeah when he was out for a while conversation that ended up happening just with what happened to him and in the years in my recovery i'm noticing among professionals either within the scope of brain injury recovery or outside that concussion is a word that's sometimes you know uh it's been used for so many years and i don't want to, almost like a a blase kind of yeah, like a throwaway to- term. Oh, totally. There you mm. go. Yeah. <laughs> totally. yeah. That was fucking great. That was great. That yeah, was great. Nice one. It is very blase. That's exactly yeah, like, what it oh, is. Yeah, they bump their head. They'll be all right in a few days. Because like, I've, I've, I mean, and maybe it's because. That's changing. Though. I mean, that, that, it that's, is changing. That's what I was going to say. Like the Big word time. concussion, people know what it means. <clears throat> it means they hit their head and they're a little like off their bit for a few days, weeks, whatever. But. Like the truth is a concussion is actually just a kind of acquired brain injury. Mm-hmm. And there are many kinds of acquired brain. Like in recovery, I met people. I happened to have a mild traumatic brain injury because mine involved a trauma and my head didn't open up or anything, but I still had like an injury to my brain. Is, is that the diagnosis? Mild, mild traumatic brain injury. Traumatic brain yes, injury. Okay. Right. Now, can that lead to like, cause I know in this, in this conversation of, especially in sport and, football and MMA and, um, you know, concussions being like kind of a hot topic right now. CTE is a thing that's being like diagnosed to people. Do you know anything about CTE or if what it's that, it stand for? uh, chronic traumatic encephalitis? 
Yeah, that's, that's, right. Yes, that's is, right. Is that something that you are susceptible to or? Well, okay, so. I think that's more for was, repeated. Uh, okay. Yeah, but right. the thing with a, a brain injury, it's a good question, though, because if I were to receive another injury, like the one I got, mm-hmm. my symptoms, you know, based on science, would, it's a good possibility to be a lot worse. Mm-hmm. They would com- yeah. They would be through. compounded. That, that's right. So if I were to have another accident like I did my recovery would be longer. My symptoms would be more severe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so I don't bike on the street anymore. I just bike on trails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, that will definitely lower the risk of me getting hit by a car. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, coming from the, coming from the world of competitive, uh, <laughs> um, contact sport. And, I thought you were going to say competitive tickling. Competitive tickling. That you I did. <laughs> I was competing in a competitive tickling league, yeah. but then I, I bowed out. I couldn't take it anymore. Um, but the contact sports, I was I was okay with. And um, I and going back to the whole, you know, how the word concussion can be used as this like really broad term because it is a broad term to to describe a, a head injury that could be as 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 simple as okay, you got hit hard today in practice, yeah. so go home. Go to don't like take the next two days off, and if you'd feel okay after a couple of days, come back to all the way to you know you know the number of people that I've known a best one of our really great friends who got a concussion from hitting his head on the ice, okay. and he never played hockey again. Yeah. Um, and so there's like there's in and it's it's such a common thing that happens in sport. That concussion, I feel like, and the word concussion has started to take on this, or it did for a long while, take on this very, like, kind of whatever. Like, maybe he's totally fine, or she's totally fine, or maybe they're for a bump on the head. And yeah, just let them, you know, shake it off. And I've had those. I've had, I've had, I've had several like minor, like minor, minor concussions Ooh. where. I've gotten hit in practice or I've, you know, you're, 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 you lose your edge and you're going full tilt and you, you, you go head first into the boards or something and, and, and you go, Oh, uh, I'm shaking up. Yeah. So you go off the ice, you go to the hospital, the doc says, okay, you hit your head. Uh, it doesn't look like you have like a severe head injury or anything, but don't practice for a week. And then, and, and then everybody it, recovers different. Everybody mm. uh, gets different symptoms. So, you know, like, I'm finding too, if you look up literature on it, the older the literature it is, the more often you'll have a chance that it's called concussion. And I find the newer literature, it's more calling it like, you know, acquired brain injury or, mm. or traumatic or mild right. traumatic or mm-hmm. whatever. Acquired just means like, so you it, paid money for it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I want that one. In the hospital, I met people who they had acquired their brain injury because they had gone in for surgery for something up here, like perhaps it mm. was for uh, seizures or maybe they had a tumor. Mm-hmm. And so the, the surgery itself was what caused the injury. Oh, because, yikes, yeah. But at least they got rid of like a, you know, a tumor yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so right. some people were in there because they'd had a stroke. Um, other people right. were in there for kind of things that you guys were saying, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe they fell on the ice or did a sport or sometimes it was workplace related, you know. Mm-hmm. So acquired would be like the overarching umbrella terminology and then like under acquired brain injury it could be like traumatic yes, or something yes. else and that, i am a mild traumatic right mm. yeah. something you said uh, earlier when you said like you know my head didn't open up i was yeah. i just had this question and this is maybe we, none of us have the answer to this but i know that when you like when you like a really good bike helmet is actually designed to crack when when it when you when it 
yeah. has a, a, a really big I've seen impact. Helmets have had less of an impact than mine. Go boop. And they're and and because and the reason that they're that they're designed to do that they're not designed to like blow apart but they're designed to crack yeah they just go poof right so that so that it actually the impact is absorbed into the helmet and then instead of being this rock solid oh, surface it just it just like kind of releases like, out of the yeah and yeah. That, and that crack those cracks absorb and create a, a, a softer impact yeah, for it's your like head a spider web is what it kind of looks yeah. like coming from the place and so I was wondering and and maybe and this is the question that maybe none of us have the answer to but I'm, I'm curious about it is I wonder if the skull is in any way the same a similar as a similar thing where like if the skull has a has actually does have a fracture to it or something like that if it has a similar if you, i saw you googling something up there <clears throat> if you just google up like like if it's possible to get skull, a it's really easy to show you actually like there's like a little layer so that your brain isn't completely yeah it's like, not against the yeah. that's what a concussion is when when your brain starts to fill go, that thump, space thump, that's right. right yeah and and you know, usually it's your brain kind of going against your skull for like, for me, it, it was like a thunk, a thunk kind of thing. Right. And so it's like the impact itself is what causes the brain to the rattle. The skull. Yeah. 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 And then there's like something called shearing that happens. So oh, God, yeah. I hate that word. Like brain injury and, sh- and shearing, you'll see. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I, I work in the field of like conservation biology and, you know, biological systems have never bothered me. And so once I started to recover enough to be able to look into what was going on with Ooh. me, I found it mm-hmm. very Super fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm wondering if the, if there is, it sounds, it's, it, it sounds st- silly to think of, but I wonder if there is like some like an, benefit. Like an, an, a, yeah. To yeah. The right. Skull actually a built in sort of system for the skull to actually yeah. crack instead of stay intact. Dude, this is interesting. So, uh, uh, this is called skull, the brain's helmet and egg carton. And when I scroll down a little bit and read, the helmet role that the skull plays is obvious. It protects the brain from blows that might crush or damage it. However, the survival of the fittest elements of evolution have had a lot longer time to to evolve to protect us from clubs than bullets and high-speed motor vehicle collisions. Whoa. So, so, sense, right? so, like, so physical, we just like, live a little longer. Like blunt trauma. Well, our, yeah. our heads are going to turn more like cone-shaped, <laughs> and we'll be wicked for just taking on bullets and cars. I always said the first thing to go if we were to keep evolving long enough for it to let it happen was our noses. Yeah, you think? It's such a silly thing for impact. And it's we like, don't use them anymore to survive. Yeah. We use it for, like, pleasure to right. taste. Or, totally. Yeah, we don't, we're not, like... Danger, hide. Yeah, never. <laughs> I mean, some of us so. are happy yeah. out there in the world, but yeah. I mean, I would have figured it'd be the ears. Like, I keep am- the ear holes, but like, why do we get these flappy things yeah. on our heads? Yeah, you know these like weird lobes. Yeah. You can see know. in in this. Uh, and why is our pleasure centers mixed with our sewage system? <laughs> yeah. God damn it! Yeah. We're put together in such a strange way. It's way closer in girls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I am I am super curious to know though. Like, so you go through this year period where you have like oh, yeah, you have no social awareness, and oh, and and people are like, oh, Jennifer's acting funny with the gummy bears in the kitchen again. <laughs> um, or like. For a while, if sometimes after someone has had an acquired brain injury, a, a kind with an impact, uh, it affects my, it affected my eyesight too. So, um, for the, cause it was winter when it happened. And so I remember <coughs> one day I had just, I was just in, they put, I was like a plant. They'd wake me up in the morning and 
put me downstairs and I'd sit in this chair all day, just popped up with pillows and sleep. Mm. And one of the times that I was awake, I looked out the window and the sun was shining and snowflakes were falling. And every snowflake was like a, a it had like a shiny glow around it with mm. rainbow. And it was like a diamond, a shining diamond with points. What were the payments again? That you were yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't on them for. Oh yeah, right, right. That, much, that yeah, long. Yeah, 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 I was on Tylenol. It was called LSD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like when I think back to that. Sorry, when I think back to that, I'm like, oh my god, it is like I was on something. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, the, and all the snowflakes there's something very beautiful and and there's something very beautiful about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I guess so. You're like, wow. This world. Well, do you miss that? Do you miss that that sort of like element of of seeing the world in that 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 blissful ignorance kind of way or, or well, that childlike sense of wonder? Yeah, you've probably mm. heard this from other people on your show, but since I became aware of what actually did happen to me, you know, I used to think that I had an appreciation for life anyway, like for my whole life. Mm. But there's an added element of magic to everything now because I lived right I got up and I'm still here Mm -hmm. I didn't die and it just adds like a little extra flavor to everything so okay so so then maybe (laughs) you I love that yeah Yeah. I love that (laughs) maybe you haven't lost it then maybe you haven't lost that I think I might have even had it before, but it's almost just it's like it turned the volume up to like eleven. Yeah. yeah, it's a very interesting. Wow. It's a very interesting thing, and it's actually I was listening to uh, an episode of uh, "You Made It Weird," which I was just talking about before the. Is that uh, the name the of it? That's cool. It's called "You Made It Weird." With it says so, <laughs> Pete comedian Holmes. Pete Holmes does it, and he's a he's a comic, and he basically interviews a whole sort of. It's sort of like Joe Rogan's podcast in the same kind of. It's like an open format, long conversation. Anyway, comedian Pete Holmes, he's a comic. <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, and, uh, he was doing an episode with Mark, uh, Duplass, which is actually how you say his last name, which I always thought it was Duplass. Yeah, I always say uh, Duplass too. Yeah. So it's Duplass. And, uh, oh, man, I don't like him anymore. A huge. Yeah, I know. <laughs> screw him. So a big theme through the whole episode was Duplass. them going back to, Duplass. um, <laughs> okay. oh yeah, that, yes, I understand. Duplass. Uh, yes, yes. Down with the no, okay. Uh, not down with the sickness. That's right. That's a different one. Different band. Um, and uh, and the a big theme through the episode was was staying rooted and staying connected to this childlike sense of of wonder. So that you know when you when you didn't have this responsibility and you didn't have all these uh res- like all these I need to do this I need to do that all these adult things that we acquire once we leave school and go into the world Mm -hmm. that there is this time where you can get up and live day to day. And kind of like you were saying, Brian, like each day was its own standalone episode. Each moment, each moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and And when you're you're a kid, you don't know that you don't know. You just are living. And that's what it's like Mm -hmm. after, after. And there's something really beautiful about not knowing that you don't know. Well, what happened when you did realize or did get told, um, you know, you have, this is what's been going on for the last year. This is why you've been acting this way. Well, and so during, anytime I was looked after by a medical professional or like a recovery specialist or any kind of, any kind of physio person, um, there was stuff that they couldn't touch because they weren't, they didn't specialize in brain injury. And that's, that was a lot of people in the early days. So they, I was mostly exclusively focused on physical recovery Mm. and they'd always write in the reports, you know, we're going to, 
like she's still in the early days of recovery because after a, a, an acquired brain injury, it does take a while. You know, so for the first year, <coughs> there wasn't really much. We're just like, she's still sleeping a lot. Just focus on these these injuries. For it now. was like give the brain a chance to like find its new baseline kind of thing? Well, and it's still like you're... The, some of the reasons why things happen after the brain injury is because your brain's like, I need a lot of energy to recover from what just happened. So you don't need, you know, self-awareness. We're going to get you to sleep a lot. Like mm. uh, you can learn how to cook later. You can learn how to speak properly later. Like mm. it's just a lot of pathways got messed up. So, uh, Which is so interesting because our, I mean, like you said, like kind of the comment, like the comment you made about the nose. It's like, well, we don't use that for survival anymore. And we're really, you don't need to be Physic, like physically, I mean, it's nice to be able to be to move around and be, to be mobile and stuff. But really, what's getting you through your life on a day to day basis is your brain, your brain mm-hmm. and hormones, and, and mm-hmm. the way that you like, interact with people. Black, you're, you're, yeah, yeah. Horror, which is which is crazy. interesting. I mean, obviously, the physical piece is necessary to do that rehab. But I mean, you know, where's the you know? It's interesting that the 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 mental piece wasn't a part of that as well, especially since you hit your head. Your brain does amazing things to help you cope too. Like, I'm sure. It must be in here somewhere, the knowledge of what happened. But they're like, no, <laughs> you don't need to know that, Jen. Wow, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sick Boy Podcast will be right back after this word from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. So, um, one of the things that I'm curious about is I know that uh, with brain injuries, sometimes, uh, they can kind of put you in this state of, um, like depression or really fuck with your mental health. Yeah. Did you oh have God. any experiences of that? I'm so glad that we're just sitting here chatting. Like, I don't even know how long you guys have, but I'm glad that we're just talking about. We've got about 30 action. seconds. For yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much at the end. <laughs> it's got like as long a as, wild as... magical mystery tour. So yeah. I was in recovery with a lot of people who, in addition to dealing with the fact that they now have a brain injury, they also have uh, mental health things happening. Like, because mm-hmm. there's a real, you know, you, there's like a process of grief that happens. You know, you your life sometimes, as you know it, is over forever. And you've got to completely rebuild everything. Mm-hmm. And there is no aspect of your life that hasn't been affected in some way. And so for a lot of people, especially if they're pre- accident already dealing with it it would only exacerbate it or amplify mm-hmm. it so you know I, I was in recovery with a lot of people who were in a not such a great spot and after in the first year after the accident I think two or three professional athletes took their life really and oh, yeah. you know even in my in my little state of unawareness I was like they just said on the radio that they had something happen to them, like what happened to me. And then they were sad and then they took their life. And usually they were alone. Mm-hmm. Um, hockey, like hockey fighters. Well, is there notorious that's, there for was it. one who was in 2011 and he was pretty well known 
and he'd been he'd had multiple Wade Belak, I think it was. You, you know who I'm talking? Yeah, right. And I actually I'm like writing a book, and I have a character in the book who doesn't you know he 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 takes his own life just because I need spoiler alert. Jesus I, Christ! <laughs> I need that to be in there, even though for me somehow the closest I ever came was I'd say about a year. So it was right. It was after I got my awareness back, mm. but before I had gone through the process of letting go and moving forward, instead of trying to just get my old life back, I was still in appointments every day. I was still seeing my psychologist for PTSD. I was still in physical pain. I couldn't work. I was just completely enveloped in the the world of recovering from a brain injury. And I thought, am I going to be a ward of the people around me for the rest of my life? Like, mm. I was living under the roof of my family, you know, home, which I was so grateful for. And people were so kind. My family and friends have been, my work, everybody has been so accommodating and kind, but I, that's not who I was before. And I thought to myself, is this, is this it? Is this, is this what happened to me? And mm. so I, I, my psychologist and I, we constantly were talking and I, you know, making sure that I wasn't getting into too depressive of place, but I could say that I feel empathy for those who mm. are there. And mm. even for those who it's their own choice, I know they're not in the right place, mm. but to take your own life, um, when you're in a place like that, I, I feel empathy for them now because mm -hmm. I, I stood in the doorway of a dark room and felt the cold breeze and that's about as close as I can say that I've got, you know, I didn't go in the room. I didn't feel the darkness envelop me, but I thought to myself, oh boy, this is what, this is, must be the start of when people feel a kind of despair. Dark, about yeah. mm -hmm. So is that a cell, is that like, is that a moment out of, <laughs> out of all of this, all out of all of this time where it, it, it seems like you were ever, you know, there was no sense of self-awareness. It seems like this is a, a self-aware moment. Oh yeah, so that I'd say that was probably the summer of twenty, summer fall of twenty twelve. So the I kind of remember when the self-awareness part just kicked in for the first time. I was getting. Have any of you guys ever heard of a neuropsychological test? They do that a lot on people after a, a brain injury. Is that where you have to do all the games on the computer? Uh, a lot of mine were paper, but they're all standardized and they yeah. grade them on it. I've on done a, them. I had to do them at school, uh, after I had had a, after I had had a head injury and in order to let you play, you have to pass like yeah. a certain Yep. And degree. so they, they would mark those against people your age and what you do. And yeah. Mm -hmm. So th this was, this is a pretty extensive one and it took a couple of days just because I was very tired and I, we'd have to stop so I could rest. And I remember afterwards when we were chatting, and I thought, I know I said out loud to the, one of the people, one of the doctors who was testing me, I, thought, I said, maybe all, because the world got noise, like noises were so, I think it was like a combo of brain injury plus PTSD, but it was so scary and everything was so loud and mm. people like talking and laughing, ah, and you're just like, yeah. I, I just want ear, I had earplugs and I, I had sunglasses on all the time back mm -hmm. then. And I, I said, holy cow. Is it actually not the world that's gotten really loud and crazy? Maybe it's me. And she was like, that is good. called self-awareness. Yeah. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. I was like, yeah. 
Oh my God. And, mm-hmm. and then she's like, but it is exceptionally loud in here. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's construction across the street. They've been doing it for this entire six months that when you've been you coming the, here. When you had the light dim and it was nice and like, that's how my <clears throat> testing was done that day. Cause mm. the light was still, and like the feeling and the quiet in that room of me having mm-hmm. that realization and that very kind. Was that like a, like a, like, Oh, yes. yeah. like, it uh, really uh, was. Yeah, I was right. like, think, and then I thought back to everything that I had been experiencing and realizing, oh my God, it's been over a year. I have a brain injury. Like this is time to crazy. wake up, yo. This yeah. is so crazy. Yeah. And that's and from that point until you know, I I made my way through that. I you know, I walked past that dark door. Yeah. Then because when the, the dark door, when that got here, that's when I was able to talk with my psychologist actually about. So we had you know managed through the worst of the nightmares and flashbacks, but. Then we were tackling the actual thing of it's time for you to look forward. Stop comparing Mm. and trying to rebuild your old life. This is not going to be the same. Rebuild new you, new strengths. What is the new you? Well, (laughs) so, you know, you know, the Tesseract. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, From uh, the Avengers. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a Tesseract and Avengers. That's right. And so my life. The biggest thing for me is is fatigue, and I, I uh, that's something I've had to learn to add to my life was stuff to manage fatigue, and that's that's new for me. I I used to run off like five or six hours of sleep a night, and I had no need for real time management or like placement mm. of things in order to have rest or anything. I just did whatever I wanted. If there was room, I'd squeeze it in there. You know, so I had like full time job. I did contract work. I was in theater. Uh, I volunteered for a stewardship association. I love to travel, like just in biking and doing whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. And so that seven years down is like the biggest, the biggest change for me. I sleep every day yeah. for about, well, depending on how tired I am, between an hour and a half and two and a half hours. Through within the day. Yeah. So on a weekday, like today I worked, I work, I work. Um, so I work in the morning and then I have my lunch and then after lunch I go for a nap and I wake up from my nap and I work a little bit more. Mm. And then, so when I'm, that sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. I work so hard to get there. I'm so proud of myself. You guys, I can't even tell you like, and and you also work in Mexico, so it's easy because everybody's (laughs) taking a CSA. Because there's a CSA for two and a half hours. People without brain injury should have a CSA. Oh my God. Have you been to South America? I went to Costa Rica. And that was when I had the Tesseract. And I was like, everyone's just napping. And I I wouldn't. But the only reason I would calm down a bit is because it was so hot. So I never went to sleep, but mm. I would be like, all right, I'll sit under this palm tree. Oh, and it's so goddamn hot. I can, mm. I can relate to that a little bit because um, I went to see the doctor probably about a year, a year and a half ago about um, anxiety. And oh. one of the things that the doctor said is um, you need exercise and mindfulness. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I realized that I was missing, it was just not, I wasn't getting enough, enough sleep. And now I'm I'm extra mindful of the amount of sleep that I'm getting in a night. So if I go like four or five nights in a row on five or six hours of sleep, I know that I need naps during yeah, the day. Yeah. And if I can get an hour or two hours of a nap during the day, I feel like a thousand times oh better during the waking hours than I did before I was napping. Like I love naps. <laughs> I'm glad they feel so good because yeah. I have to have them in order to 
balance, you know, I have a new balance in my life that I, I have achieved through so much rebuilding and having to remember to do things in a brand new way. I've got a lifetime of habit and memory that I had to break and relearn a new way of doing. And I used to think napping, the less I nap, the better recovered I would have been. Mm. And so I was having so many setbacks because I was just pushing myself way too far. Mm-hmm. Once I accepted, I was like, this is part of the accepting. This is new. Mm-hmm. This is your new way of operating. Once I actually did make the time to rest in the day, I got I started actually improving. Like mm-hmm. you're seeing the tangible yeah. results. Yeah. And oh, it's like it's brought such freedom uh, to be able to like I'm not now I know how to monitor and manage my symptoms whereas for the first 3 years or so 4 years I guess I was in their control in mm. the control of symptoms because I was I wasn't properly managing mm-hmm. and there's so many people around who were trying to help like everybody at the Nova Scotia rehab like there's an acquired brain injury program there and they're just full of people who know about recovery from brain injuries and they're so amazing natalie and sherry were my two ot's at the hospital and then everybody upstairs at the day program they've been amazing Mm. i wish that everybody all over canada all over the world had access to that kind of a facility Mm because they're you know when they're going off science they know they're they're, oh they're so helpful (laughs) natalie's still my ot Mm. we still like connect and make sure things are doing all right. So so how are things today? So today I, um, I can take care of myself. So I like can cook and clean and I, uh, I've worked, I work for the same organization that I worked for when the accident happened. And that's another reason why I know I've been able to recover so well. Cause my work has been amazingly accommodating. Like I work from home because that's, where I'm most productive right now Mm -hmm. and (coughs) they, but you know, I started working an hour or two a week. That's how I started working again. And Uh, I I remember after like 15 minutes, I was like, I have to have a nap. Like it was mm. exhausting in the early days Mm. and and that's okay. And Very I professional, just, yeah. Taylor. <laughs> Dude, I think that's the first time we've had a phone go off. Yeah, I had and it. Wasn't on, like uh, a fun jingle. It was like I the one know. they use on the TV shows. Stupid. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, it's because I have it on Do Not Disturb. But when you have people in your favorites column, that is that what it is? Oh. They just call once and it doesn't do the Do Not Disturb. No, it's if it's any anybody in your favorites column. If they call you, it's the like Do Not dis- Do Not Disturb doesn't work. Yeah. That's really? okay. That's yeah. So I was wondering why because Bridie called me once and I was like, what the fuck? I had it on TND. Yeah. Called twice on do not disturb. I did know that. Yeah, I did know that. Um, okay, so today you're taking care yes. of yourself. You're working. Mm-hmm. You're, I am. I'm you're... working part time. Yeah. For and as I was saying, like I have to break up that day uh, so that I can. the The good the point of managing yourself is to not let your symptoms get to the place where all of a sudden they're taking you over. Again. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a. Uh, like a headache or a migraine, if it starts coming, like yeah, like get it early, get it, mm-hmm. get treat it early, yeah. so that it doesn't get to a point where it's it's off the rails we, and you're fucked. Yeah, and that, that's right. Off the rails is a really good way of saying it. So like you just lose control. Like mm. for me, I would ignore how tired I was. Yeah, and my speech would usually start acting up. Others would be like, "Hey, Jen, you're slurring." Um, 
I just start getting really dizzy. And so mm. in the early days, I'd be like, just push through it. And mm. <laughs> now I realize mm. because after you do that, then you're out for sometimes like a week or two. Yeah, right. So wow. that hasn't happened in a long time, though, because Sweet. it... But yeah, because I'm being more mindful. Mindfulness is a new thing that I've learned since the accident. One of the first physical activities I could do again was yoga because um, my balance was really bad. I do yoga now. Sweet. Yeah. Fantastic. I used to think it was kind of like yoga. like Woo-woo. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but now... Oh my gosh. Now brings, you're a total hippie. It brings like, yeah. People can't see this, but you have very long dreadlocks. You, you, you came in here wearing a uh, you came here, sack. Yeah. You came in here uh, with a tree. Yeah. <laughs> no shoes. Yeah. Yeah. This is a small potted tree. <laughs> yeah. Hugging it the entire time. Uh, the three of us are, we're all yoga teachers. Really? I own yeah. a, I own a yoga studio. Oh yeah. wow. I should come and see you sometime. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So Absolutely. The place my the place where I was going to before the accident at the gym, they have a yoga studio there and her name is Kim and she's a really great instructor. And so mm. I've been going I've been going there for about three or four years. You could yeah, that's Taylor's direct competition. Uh, uh so uh <laughs> well, here's I'm the sure thing. Taylor's um, got a few words for Kim, don't you, Taylor? <laughs> Taylor's never, say it right into the microphone. <laughs> let the world know. I have Taylor, no words for Kim. Taylor's Taylor's actually never, Taylor's, that was Kim's yeah. wonderful. Kim should absolutely follow her passion. Taylor's <laughs> never said this publicly, but what he does do is he offers free yoga to all past guests of Sick Boys. So now <laughs> Now, he, now ah, he's that's obligated. Funny. No, yeah, is that a joker for real? Well, it's, it's real now. Brian, oh, just, really? Brian just said it to about 10,000 people. About this. Taylor and I have never talked about this. But no, we've it's never, we've never had this conversation. It's a new funny. thing now. I'm doing it on his behalf. I'm giving free yoga to all former oh, right. sick boys. Oh, like at the very that. beginning of the show, that would have been like a haha, that's funny. And now, like with Hunt, with over 100. Uh, 110 plus guests, and we're getting into some, dang- yeah. we're getting into some yeah, dangerous yeah, exactly, territory. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, your business. We can hook you up with a free pass. I, I can certainly do that. Before we before we you know come to a close here, I there's a question that I, I we ask almost all the guests, and um, uh, what has your acquired brain injury taken away from you? The freedom of Okay, I don't want to start. I don't. I'm not going to like compare in a bad way. I'm just kind of objectively comparing my old abilities versus my yeah ones. Um, and the biggest one for me is the freedom to spontaneously do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ability to throw myself wholly into anything I want without having to manage myself, mm-hmm. except for a car. That's right. Definitely right. don't throw don't, yourself wholly in front of a car. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Because be, you tried that once. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. not yeah. work out. Yeah. Yeah. You never win with it. <laughs> um, I mean, funny. I'm sure it's like that with <clears throat> you in a way. Like you, you have to think about things. Yeah. And even though you don't want to, you have to because if you don't, things will get out of control. Yeah. And so... I guess I've never really had to manage anything about myself mm-hmm. like that before. Like if, if I don't make sure that I leave carve out space for rest, mm-hmm. then things will go bad. Fast. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about that is like, is, is that the longer you go with this being your new norm, the, the less you even think about it and it just becomes, it is the new normal. Yeah. yeah. It, it's the new normal. Yeah. It's like, it's just like, it's just like breathing. It's totally second nature and you just do it. You just kind of fall in, in, 
you've, you, you really get in tune with this way that you have to live your life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You like know? you went, I went through a, a actual kind of grieving of your old life. Mm-hmm. Um, but only after you realize that you, it's time to, you know, move on. Close that the chapter. wild thing is that we don't know how long our normal, our today normal will last either. Too. Oh, like totally. Something mm-hmm. could mm-hmm. happen tonight that would just yeah. totally yeah. change. The, which yeah. is sort of like, it's, yeah. life, which is right? like a death, yeah. you know, yep. it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's, you're saying goodbye to one of the things you learn to do too is try and always flip something over to like our brains are evolutionarily hardwired to remember negative things in order for us to survive. So right. Mm. It's easy for our, us to start thinking negatively about certain things. And so it, you know, to flip it around and I say, okay, like that is the chapter that's gone and it's in the past anyway. So no matter what my life was like, it's in the past. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now it's just time to keep building, which I was doing before. I was building a life before. That's right. So I'm building a life now. It's just yeah. a different one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you super... dig do you dig yoga philosophy at all? Because there's like there's a lot of Do you mean there's like, a lot of this in the in it. This type of conversation. I don't think I've spoken too much about yoga philosophy outside of how I feel when I'm doing it. Like I never used to want to sit quietly uh, and just meditate. Like that's not something Mm -hmm. I ever was drawn to or wanted to. But during the early days of recovery, like when my body was still really sore, I would go into the sauna in the morning after physio. And I did. I found myself just sitting there quietly. And then I realized after talking to some people, they're like, that's like meditating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, really? So then Ooh. I started meditating. Yeah. Being, actually fully, meditating. being like, fully concentrated on something. It feels so good. And it's a, a new, because there's, oh my God, there's so much stuff. Like mm. emotional ability, they call it. Like mm. your thermostat that regulates your emotions after a, a traumatic brain injury. Usually that gets broken. And so you're like wildly emotional. So being mindful kind of helps you know, um, what ride that dragon. Mm. I did my period for almost two years after the accident. Oh, whoa. Really? That's yeah. wild. Yeah. So hormones. Yeah. That's hormones. Right? Yeah. So they wanted to make sure, cause you know how there's, <clears throat> there's a match up here in your brain and then all their, the other end is everywhere else in your body. And mm. so that happens a lot when mm. if somebody has trauma, like your, your body will be like, eh, well, whatever. <laughs> you don't need to have a period for a while. Right. <laughs> so, And the reason I brought that up is because there's, a, there's a really specifically, there's a, there's a piece of, of philosophy in, in yoga that is really pertains to, um, I, I usually explain this when I'm, when I'm, when I'm presenting it in, with the example of a, of a dog biting you when you're a kid. Um, but this is a traumatic experience, like getting hit by a car on a bike is a perfect one where, Basically, like every event in your life leaves like a little scar on you, whether it's positive or negative. And like you said, negative ones probably a little bit more so because we're evolutionary hard, yes. evolutionarily hardwired to remember the bad experiences so we can avoid them Survive in the future. It, that's right. <clears throat> but we've come to this <clears throat> point in our evolution where that is less and less necessary because of our lifestyles and how we live in urban societies and, you know, we're not running on the plains of Africa and we don't have to run from the lion and we don't have to gorge our, our face with food because we know where our next meal is coming from for the most part. Um, but so you get hit by a car and you've already overcome this to a certain degree because you're back on a bike, right? I am. So like you can, you and can, nobody could tell me for the first couple of years, am I going to be able to ride my bike again? I, nobody had an answer. Right. Cause it's up to even you. Get up and down or move mm. without being dizzy. I remember when I could first, run without getting dizzy like 
That's it was a yeah. monument. It was yeah. only for like three minutes, but still, You're like I did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You feel like you feel like like a running on the wind, mm. and it's and it and it teaches you that your past isn't isn't dictating your future. And that's the, that's the philosophical point of it is that the past doesn't dictate the future. So when you get, if you have an accident, then that in no way points to an accident will definitely happen again. If you get back on a bike, no, it oh point, it's, it's that it's that the past is the past. The future is yet to be written. And, and nothing about a past experience says that that will repeat itself if you, if you repeat the same thing. So you can get back on a bike and you can, you can basically overcome this little mental scar that gets put on you by that negative experience of being hit. And then you can also go forward and keep on living your life in a really positive way without feeling like the past is, has a, has a grip over you. If I, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like the, if I think about the things I wanted to do and the things I'd still want to do, I'm very grateful that I still have the same, passion and interest that I've always had. But I just have to go about them in a different way now because Mm -hmm. I have to manage myself differently. So the method and the actual way I go about doing it might be different, but I still want to do the things I've always wanted to do. It's just going to have to be really different. So maybe within all of that, this question has already been answered. And if it has, fantastic. But what would you say is the biggest thing your acquired brain injury has given you? Empathy mm. to uh, the people in the world around me who I I used to be understanding of differences, you know, and very accepting of them. I had, you know, never any problem with them. But now when I see somebody in the store with sunglasses on, I think to myself, I wonder if they had a brain injury or I wonder if they have PTSD. Or if they're just too cool for school. Or if <laughs> I used to be like, oh, look at that dude, yeah. too cool for yeah, school. But yeah, now yeah. I'm like... You know, and if, <laughs> if there is somebody who is struggling with memory or fatigue or, you know, I just feel more empathy mm. or for people like I had everything taken away in a flash and I had to slowly regain it. So I think about, you know, say when you re- reach a certain place in life, when you're a senior and say you get like your driver's license taken away for good, like. That's something I was frustrated with. I couldn't do stuff and it was only for a couple of years. And then I was able to do it in a modified way again. Like some people get their stuff taken away forever. Mm. So I have like a new empathy for that as well. Mm. I just, it opened my eyes to the the kind of lives we all live in the world. There's a, that is pretty beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can I, I don't know if you guys want to hear a fun story too. Oh yeah. Okay. To go along with not having a period for almost two years, I also... When you're in elementary school, you don't have a period. <laughs> well, and you don't think about your period, sex. You don't <laughs> yeah, think about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you don't think about period. Either. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I'm. I think about I, how young you had to be. Yeah, elementary. I guess I wasn't really thinking about sex that much no. in elementary. But and not grade six. I was thinking I mean, about like making grade, out a lot in uh, in elementary. Like think about really? grade two. Yeah. Though, grade yeah. Two. Grade two. I'm not kidding. I, there was really? a, yeah, yeah. When I was in grade oh, I was one, such a late bloomer. when I was in grade one, there was no. There, you're not a late bloomer. He was just you were early. No, 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 no. I, mean, like, I, I I'm telling you right two, now. But... This is something we've heard a hundred times. On I host another podcast called Turn Me On with <gasps> my wife, and we talk to people about oh, sex. I've heard about that i'll have to listen to yeah that. yeah tune in it's amazing Your if you're listening right now variety, tune in right? that's right yeah. tune in and turn on and uh oh my gosh, and i totally will not something that, that is very common is people who at very young ages like 
discovering sexuality. And when I, when I was like grade one, I would, I would meet this girl. We went to separate schools. She went to like a French school and I didn't even, I don't even know if I knew her name, but we would just meet, go under this tree and we would just mash our mouths together and like roll around on each other, like kind of dry humping, but not even had no idea. Didn't even like register that I was, I was doing something sexual. It was just like, Oh, this is, this is how I play with like, you know, Stephanie or whatever. You're like, that's all. I, but it was all I could think about. I'd go to school that day and be like, man, I can't wait to get yeah. home and go under that tree with that girl oh with the black God. hair. I do feel like a late bloomer, though. Like, I I think I was in grade six or seven when I really started, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, like ooh, make out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, that's, think that's, that's like the late. normal time when you normal. start to think <laughs> about it in those in it with that, like, that lens on it. Whereas, like, even when I was in elementary I, I didn't really even know, you know, like I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, well, you're not aware of it. The reason I brought it up is because that's another thing I lost was any form of sexuality or, oh, really? or a sexual thought or interest. It's almost like... Like you lost your libido or like you just lost the... Everything you became about, asexual. Everything about it. Yeah, like I, I had the memories from my old life where I've had, you know, boyfriends and it was like amazing, right? But they almost were not... Like I would think about them and it, I wasn't saying it in my head, like, but it, it felt like, well, those aren't mine. Like those are just memories, but they didn't bring anything. Like there was just, Whoa, it was just something. And so because hmm. there was no self-awareness, I didn't even realize that that was gone as well until just, just after, shortly after I started getting my period again, I, I was, my dad had bought me a slow cooker and cause I was learning, relearning how to cook and slowly. So, Went slowly, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the recipe was a blade roast, which I've never made before. And so I thought, all right, I'm going to go to the butcher because they'll know what a blade roast is, and they'll be able to cut a piece for me. And so I brought the recipe, and I was at the counter, and this butcher he had just arrived, clean and fresh and handsome. He was wearing like chainmail. Fresh white clothes. He had like a belt. Chainmail. What the fuck was he Chain, a knight? Like, well, because right behind him <laughs> was this freshly carved cow, like on the silver table, oh, but I like see. gleaming okay, okay, and new. Yeah. And so he had on those chainmail gloves. You yeah, know, right, he was right, about right. To do some. I thought he was wearing like a chainmail vest, oh, and I was yeah. like, "Geez, yeah, this like, guy sounds interesting." <laughs> and he was still like white and clean with all his butcher stuff on, and he had this belt with like all these beautiful specialized butcher knives. It and was just called Yield Butchery, and oh it was like God. a medieval. Yield. Yield. He was, like, super handsome, but you know, yeah. I wasn't you. I wouldn't have registered that in that first year and a half or so after the accident. But this was the day that that switch went coochoon because I was at the <laughs> counter. turned up to 11. You're like, oh, I need to head, jump this guy's bones right like here. A magic, it's like a gloved butler's hand and it goes on this wall full of uh, brass panels with switches like in Jurassic Park where she starts to regain these things and cooking mm. had already been yeah. turned on. And I my love that scene. had been turned on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so today was the day. That sexuality and sexual arousal and everything, it was like, and so the butcher was like, what can I do for you? And I was like, I have this recipe and it's looking for a blade. Oh, wow. Look at what I've got. I am going to get you the best. And I was like, so grateful. Thank you. And so while he was cutting off of this cow, telling me about what it was like to, you know, become a butcher and apprenticeship and all that. You're just undoing your blouse. And I was listening. (laughs) All of a sudden, I wasn't listening. I was like, he's 
he looks good cutting that. <laughs> he, looks, he looks really skilled. Yeah. I was thinking, and then I was like, "That's a, that's a good looking guy." And then I was, "That's a man." I like men. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! And I was like, yeah. "Whoa!" And it's just like, "Whoa!" It's just like, oh. and then he came over with his beautiful blade, and he was like, still talking to me and like tying it up with rope and stuff. And I was like. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I'm picturing. I'm picturing Joe. How would you like to pay? And you're like, oh, 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 oh. I sat in the car for ten minutes afterwards, just processing the fact that I didn't <laughs> yeah, have that yeah. for almost two years. And then thank you to that butcher. He like, if it wasn't him, I'm sure it would have been somebody else. Somebody down else, the road. yeah, sure. But it's a. Great, but he turned it on. He yeah. did, which would be like being a kid would, again and going, be, "Yeah, I'm attracted I mean, to this person." And How that's just crazy would that reason. feel? Yeah. Oh, it felt awesome. Yeah, I <laughs> it love was that. so exciting. And I so love that. after that, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna have to do something about that." And so that can be a problem with people with brain mm. injuries. Actually, they get very impulsive, and mm. um, right. And promiscuous running and, off yeah. and being super promiscuous without thinking about consequences is right. actually a bit can be a struggle for people yeah. after right. an accident. Luckily for me, I you know I reined it in until <laughs> I found like a partner who was like, "Hey, how would you like your job to be to help have a sexual reawakening?" And they were totally game. Oh, <laughs> of course they were. Yeah, perfect. Of course they were. So that was like an awkward teenage phase for me again because it felt brand new. Like I had to relearn how to do all that mm-hmm. again. But wow, once that so door was open, it was open. Like, Sounds really fun too to I like redo that you and know you ha- if you find the right person which i happen to mm-hmm. you know my pace totally understanding of my situation mm-hmm. it was yeah so that's like another strange I as- and I, I felt like you guys would appreciate it now oh, like totally. yeah. podcast you have too oh yeah cool. i mean that's so. like perfect that's perfect content for yeah. jeremy and that's exactly <laughs> the kind of shit we get but into I, I love that I, I imagine that requires uh a huge amount of communication too because oh. to like explain <laughs> yeah. the situation that you've been through and and what you need especially like your your sexual needs in in that situation mm. it's it wouldn't be easy and I'm much better at sitting here and communicating. Like you're asking me questions and I'm answering them, hopefully fluidly. You're doing a pretty yeah, damn good thank job. You. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're doing awesome. In testing, that's kind of one of the more um, obvious things that has changed as well as like um, my processing speed of information intake and recall and processing and all of that has definitely Changed. Yeah. Well, surprise! Uh, this is actually uh, we've been uh, commissioned by your doctor to do this. As a, we're not even releasing this episode. This podcast doesn't test. even exist. <laughs> yeah. You passed. This is the Woo! final test. They made, they start. They had us start this two years ago so that we could you know just put on this like ruse to get you in here. <laughs> Has it only been yeah. two years? Yeah, yeah. It's it's been been two, years. Oh two, two years and a bit. How, it feels I, like a lot. I am though. curious though. How like how was this experience for you? Like I, I was thinking about it earlier. Oh. I was like, is she getting tired? Like, is this is this? Are you going to be exhausted after well, I this? I had a nap before I came here, and you had a coffee when you got yes. here as well. I, I'm I'm being careful with the coffee because I do get jittery. Cause yeah, I, caffeine. Mm. If you have too much of it for me, I actually get tired. It's like the opposite because it's just another form of stimulation. I'm kind of like that too. There's actually. some people that actually just have that reaction to coffee, where they or yeah. caffeine, they just get tired well, after it was three or four. A I'm recommendation like, after the accident because. Um, oh, and I forgot to tell you too, um, before the accident, I was diagnosed with ADHD, mm. so I needed no stimulation anyway, like, mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I can't take that medication anymore because that is a form of stimulation that is just... What were you, you taking? Ritalin, for, just okay. a simple yeah. Ritalin, yeah. And, um, so they, they recommended to try and avoid 
overly stimulating situations. Makes sense. And coffee yeah. is something else. And I do notice, like, because uh, I tried to, when I was battling fatigue, I'd be like, what if caffeine helps? And it didn't because it actually mm. just made you. But I love the taste of it, which is why I drink it. I know. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so nice. Good. Well, so. Jen, this was uh, so delightful. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. Me. Yeah, for coming in and, it was and sharing such a, your experience. A great surprise because the phone rang and I was like, I don't recognize it. I'll just let that go. And then I got the text and I was like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, this is wonderful. I yeah. always pick up those numbers. Because Do you like? Yeah, I know. What you're I, love, them. I, yeah. I love. I love. And when they ring, and you guys have it, and you guys, uh, you definitely. I, I think always, maybe I'd never. Pick well, not up. you, Brian, because you're a realtor, so you pick up every call. Oh yeah. But uh, and I'm and I'll be like, dude. Just pick it up. Just pick it up. You don't. You have no idea who it could be. It could I've, be the. It could be the best news you'll ever get in your entire life. I get excited True. because it True. could be somebody looking to show one of my properties. It could be money yeah. on the other end of the line. I've had some weird calls of. I've, for some reason, my phone number was on the internet uh, via Sick Boy somewhere, and I was getting weird, weird calls. What? Yeah, yeah. You cool. you know about a couple of these? No, it's not cool. It's, it's really like shit. where where was your number? Yeah, there was one. It was like a. There was, was your number on actually, a website? I'll, I'll, I, I was in Maui, and my phone's ringing. And it was a U.S. number, and I picked up, and it was just like, it sounded like a kid, maybe like 12. He was like, hello? And I was like, salad fingers? Hi, and they're like, is this Jeremy? Is Jeremy? And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, and like, Jeremy, sick boy, sick boy podcast. And I was like, I'm sorry, sick boy podcast? And I was like, uh, yeah. And, there, and then I just hear... <laughs> <laughs> just breathing and then I was like oh for fuck's sake and I was like yeah okay I changed my number was it on the website anyway uh, phone calls aside before we do and end it is, do you, is there anything that you would like to say to to someone out there who's gone through something similar to you definitely so it's a very confusing ride and people are scared and they feel alone And a lot of times they don't understand what's happening and the people around them don't understand. And so I want to say that you're not alone and you, you will get through it at some, somehow or another, you will, you'll do it in your own way, in your own time and give yourself the the room to recover because the better you are at recovery in the early days, the more you will prosper from those efforts in the future Mm. and that you're not alone and don't feel afraid to reach out to anybody who has an understanding ear and, you know, get in touch with your doctor as soon as you can after you've had the accident or whatever, because somebody will help point you in the right way. And the Nova Scotia Rehab Center and the Acquired Brain Injury Program, they take in people like that all the time. So uh, I don't know if I want me to give you like information and then you could post it and then. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're going to put it with your blog post, which is already up right now if you're listening to this. So, uh, it'll all be there over on our website at sickboypodcast.com slash blog. Am I allowed to get a picture with you guys before I go? Absolutely. Oh my God. Yeah. See that Polaroid camera over there. We do a Polaroid (gasps) with all of our guests up on the wall right there. So we'll take that and then we'll do one with your phone as well so that you can keep it. Um, well again, thank you. I knew it. <laughs> Didn't I say that to you, Tay? You said it was a Motorola Razor. I said, I think she's got like a Razor flip phone or some yeah, shit because she is- sent me a text that said one of two. Yes. And then it ended with like three sentences by like mid sentence and then two of two at the end of the sentence. Your phone is like the uh, the phone from like the Matrix. Right? I had that click, phone. Yeah, I've had click this over since phone. before the accident. So I feel an emotional attachment. And even though wow. I could get a new phone, I, it still works. That's was that in your pocket phone. when you got hit by the car? It was 
It was or in your bag. It was in her bag. helmet, and it was what caused her to not have her head be crushed. My bike was fixed too. They like oh, they still use the same bike. I love oh, that. Crazy. But I do have good technology. See, I have an iPad. So oh, yeah, there, there is like go. yeah, there you go. Perfect. Anyway, really <laughs> this is so great. I love it. Okay, so so for real. That's right. Sorry, we'll clean Lisa. Thank you. And uh, and yeah, this is a. I think this will be a really valuable episode for mm-hmm. a Thank lot of people. Thank you for having me. I want. I I'm so glad that you could have this because every episode I'm sure you have so many people who are just so grateful that you talked about it because mm. that's one more person that they can say I am not alone mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well thank you all so much for listening uh, we hope you enjoyed it and we'll be back next week with another fantastic episode as always in the meantime head on over to iTunes uh, subscribe for sure rate and review while you're there uh, because that helps us a whole lot and if you want to reach out to us you can email us uh, info at sickboypodcast.com or you can uh, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that stuff is great. And, and if you want to support, then you can go to patreon.com <laughs> slash sickboy and support us. So, you know, besides all my little jokes about us becoming profit mongers off of uh, crowdfunding, I we really do appreciate the hell out of everybody who contributes to our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you do contribute, thank you. We love you so much. If you don't, we still love you. But if you'd like to help us out, you can go to patreon.com slash sickboy and help us out there. And a big shout out to uh, some of our recent Patreon subscribers. Uh, Liz, Claire, Julia, Caitlin, John, Chris, Heather, uh, this person's name is like Ged or Jed. Jed? Uh, I know. Jed? Jed's a name. Jed's a name, yeah. Short for Jedediah. Yeah. Jedediah. And Honor. Honor Brooks. That's a cool name. And there was a comment the other day. We received an email from somebody who I believe the comment was on our Halloween episode from last year where we used one of Take Part's Halloween songs uh, and they said, "Where? Who? What is this band, and how do we get more of this?" That band was Take Part, who it, who who is who who is the band that does our normal intro and yeah. intro music. So same band. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that spooky that spooky song. Take mm-hmm. part in this dot bandcamp dot com if you want to listen to more by Take Part, more music. That's yeah. They don't have like any other thing other That's than music it. on there. But yeah, they but they great. were disbanded for a while. They're back together now. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're friends. They're great. And uh, and also big shout out to Donovan Morgan uh, for the beautiful sound sound design on this episode. And uh, and that's it. Yeah, thanks. That mom. is it. Thanks, mom. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, thanks, dad. dad. <laughs> thanks, sister. Uh, all right, that's Aww, it for this week. My family friends. I'll say hi to my family friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for today. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.